If we default on our debt, it will be 100% Joe Biden's responsibility. He is the sitting president of the United States. When you're the sitting president of the United States, it's your job to figure out how to raise the debt ceiling. Or you could also figure out how to not have to raise the debt ceiling by living within our means. This is the Daily Signal podcast for Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Virginia Allen, and that was Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Americans are expected to pay their debts and live within a budget. And Senator Rick Scott of Florida thinks the government should be held to that standard. Senator Scott joins me on the show today to discuss the debt ceiling fight and why President Joe Biden continues to refuse to rein in spending. We also discuss the senator's recent trip to the southern border in Del Rio, Texas, what he saw, and what is going to happen when the public health measure Title 42 expires, something that is expected to trigger thousands of illegal aliens crossing the border in mass. Stay tuned for our conversation after this. And I'll never forget just being fearful for my life. Letting phone calls, emails, protests outside the shop. I remember sleeping on the floor of my bedroom seeing the headlights driving by, just wondering if someone was gonna carry out on some of the threats that I had seen in emails. Here I am on this journey, hopefully to protect not only my right to speak freely, but everyone's right to do just the same. You've just listened to a sneak peek from our brand new documentary about Lori Smith. She's a web designer who the state of Colorado wants to force into creating LGBTQ websites and other content that directly violates her beliefs. We spoke with her and with Christian Baker Jack Phillips about their cases and about what's at stake for the First Amendment. You can find the documentary on the Daily Signal's YouTube channel or in the show notes for this episode. It is my pleasure today to welcome to the show Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Senator, thanks for being with us. It's always great to be with you. Well, you know, we are at a really critical point right now in America's history. We have reached our debt ceiling of $31.4 trillion, and the Treasury Department, they says that the White House and Congress have to come to some sort of agreement by the beginning of June in order for America to keep on paying its bills and not default on its debt. Well, Republicans have put forward a plan to both rein in spending and raise that debt ceiling, uh, and President Joe Biden, he says, nope, I just want to raise the debt ceiling. I don't want to rein in spending. But there has to be an agreement reached here. There has to be a path forward. So is the president going to agree to Republicans' plan to have that twofold raising the debt ceiling and reining in spending? If you cared about Americans. I mean, if you if you talk to Americans, what are they worried about right now? Inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do you get inflation? Government spending. You always get it from, and think about how much money, I mean, the deficits this country's running is staggering. You don't get to do that. Families all across our country, they don't get to do that. You don't get to just say, oh, I think I'll just keep spending whatever I want. I'm sure I can go to the bank and they'll raise my my credit limit. And no, don't worry that I can't pay the interest. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter. I'll just borrow some more money to pay the interest. The The other thing Americans are worried about, they're worried about their retirement and they're worried about their medical bills. So if you stop and think about this, what do, what should we be doing up here? One, we should balance our budget. I mean, we should actually spend what we collect, right? And actually lower taxes, um, give people back their money. Uh, number two, if we cared about retirement, we would do the exact same thing, balance the budget. 
we're hurting retirement by this all this inflation. So you're right. The, the House, um, Kevin McCarthy um, put out a plan. The Freedom Caucus put out their ideas first, and then the House put out their plan. So I'm very proud of what they did. They said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go to a path mm-hmm. uh, to have some fiscal sanity here, where we balance the budget. We're gonna get rid of wasteful spending. Uh, we're gonna you know we're gonna get people back to work. We're gonna grow this economy. So those things work. And so if Biden cared, uh, you know, he would uh, he would show up. But Biden and Schumer haven't shown up. Well, and you yourself and 42 other Senate Republicans, you have uh, you've written a letter saying that the Senate, uh, you all in the Senate, the signers of the letter, you're not going to raise the debt ceiling without significant cuts to spending, without really reining in so much of this out-of-control spending that we see in Washington, D.C. Do you think that the president hears you when you all say that? No. I mean, if he did, he would already be negotiating. Mm-hmm. Think, think about this. He's known that there was a date certain coming up, you know, whether it was going to be June or July. He knew it was coming up. But since January, when we first knew that we are going to have a problem earlier this year, he just said, I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm not going to talk to you. I don't care what you think. Um, and it takes... It takes the House passing something, the Senate to pass something, and the president to sign something. That's what it takes. So if all those groups, it's not part bipartisan, it's not partisan. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be worried about inflation. Every should be worried about what Americans retirement plan and their medical bills. The only way to do this is have a responsible debt ceiling increase. And so I hope I hope that uh, Biden and Schumer uh, show up. But what Schumer could do right now is take up the House bill. Uh, and say, we're going to try to see if people like it, and let's do amendments. If people want to improve it, let's, let, let's see how we can improve it. But why, why doesn't Chuck Schumer even want to have a vote on it? It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, Biden is certainly under pressure to move forward on this issue, to find resolution. His approval rating is the lowest it's been during his presidency, just at 36%. Do you think that that low approval rating is going to put him under pressure to actually make some significant moves on this? And to maybe find common ground with Republicans. You would hope. But if but if you think about it, this the whole year, you know, his approval ratings continue to go down this whole year. People are fed up with, you know, his administration. And he continues to sit there and say, say, I don't care what anybody else believes, we're just gonna go down this path of potential default. If we default on our debt, it will be a hundred percent Joe Biden's responsibility. He is the sitting president of the United States. When you're the sitting president of the United States, it's your job to figure out how to raise the debt ceiling, or you could also figure out how to not have to raise the debt ceiling by living within our means. So he ought to figure out the easiest thing is say, hey, I'm gonna have to talk to you guys because I have a plan. We're gonna live within our means. So let's follow that rabbit trail for a second of what happens if we don't reach an agreement. Let's say that right now it's predicted sometime in June will be when the Treasury Department runs out of cash. We hit that point. No agreement has been made. What's the result? Well, they don't actually run out of cash. Um, What they do is they run out of spending power. Hmm. So now they could, uh, if they wanted to, they could say, we're going to pay off the interest on our debt. Because they have plenty, of re- you know, we have plenty of revenues. We're going to collect somewhere between uh, 4.4, looks like 4.4, 4.6 trillion dollars this year. So we have plenty of revenues. Then they just have to pick and choose which things they could pay um, uh, with with the revenues that we have. And then guess what? We'd have a balanced budget because they would not be, they couldn't spend any more than they collect. No different than probably you have to lead your life. 
sure. uh, by most Americans lead their life. They say, this is how much I make. This is how much I'll spend. I did this. I walked in uh, as governor of Florida with a $4 billion budget deficit. The state of Florida had not lived within its means for any year, for 20 years. And I balanced the budget every year as governor and paid off a third of the state debt. Well, that's something that we would love to see in America from the it's federal government. It's doable. You're, you're right. It is. You do it. We all do it. <laughs> and we should expect the same, that our government can do it. Because right now, as, as you shared in a recent graphic on social media, right now, if you divvied out all the debt, each and every American owns about $90,000 of that debt if we all shared it. I mean, what, what does that mean for the future of our country? This doesn't feel sustainable. Well, here's what doesn't make sense. When you pass away, are you intending to leave a whole bunch of debt to your kids? I sure hope not. Or your grandkids? You hope not, no. right? No. Well, you can't. You don't. You don't leave debt to them, Mm-mm. right? That's not the way our laws work. We shouldn't, we shouldn't allow our federal government to do it either. Um, we, should say, we should say we're going to get rid of our debt. We're going to pay off our debt uh, over a period of time. Uh, we're going to grow this economy faster. Uh, you can do it. I, I did it as Florida. I balanced the budget. I started paying off debt, I lowered taxes, and guess what? Our revenue skyrocketed uh, because we added more jobs. Uh, people wanted to move to our state. Um, so if, if we do the right things, we can balance this budget. You just, you just say, this is my priorities. There's a lot of nice-to-haves in life, right? But we don't all get them every day. We have to work for them, and we ought to do the same thing here. The things that we want, we ought to go to our taxpayers and say, okay, this is what it would t- cost, and do you want to spend pay for that. And if they don't, then you say, okay, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Don't lie to them and say, oh, it's all, it's all free here. It's not. Somebody's going to pay for this. Mm-hmm. You pay for it in higher taxes, either this generation or the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just facts. I want to take a few minutes and talk about what is happening at our southern border right now. On Thursday, there's a measure known as Title 42. It's a public health measure that was set in place during the COVID-19 pandemic that has allowed Border Patrol to continue expelling some illegal aliens from our southern border after they come into the country illegally. Um, That ends on Thursday, and it's expected that we're going to see new record highs for those crossing the border illegally. You were just recently down at the southern border. You spoke to Border Patrol. What did you learn while you were down there about the ways that they are preparing for Title 42's end? Well, first, our Border Patrol, they are, they're brave. They're, you know, they, they, I just want to thank them for what they do, but they're frustrated. Yeah. Their job, and they want to do their job, is to secure the border, to keep Americans safe. Um, you know, it's just like we, you lock your door at night, okay? Um, because, you know, you you know, you know love who's ever in that house, not because you don't like the people around you. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to be safe. That's how our Border Patrol agents think about our, our border. It's, you know, we want to we wanna have a legal immigration process so we know who's coming to our country. And uh, so, unfortunately, the Biden administration, um, Biden and Secretary Marcus have decided, let's have an open border. So here's how the border works. It's open. Anybody can walk across they want. If, perchance, you run into Border Patrol— Right, then uh, they'll look at your background if they can find anything about you because a lot of people throw their IDs on the Mexico side because they don't want anybody to know who they are. Yep. If they figure out you're a criminal, right, uh, then they'll do whatever they can to try to deal with that or if you're a terrorist. Uh, but if not, you know, you just, you're just released. You're, you'll be taken wherever you want in this country and you'll be allowed to stay in this country for, it appears, forever because 
you know, you know, there you you have you're supposed to show up years down the road, um, and so we don't know who's coming in, uh, but the numbers are staggering. Who's coming? Um, it's just a completely open. It's just completely open. All Border Patrol is doing now is they're not securing the border. What they're doing is they're processing people. Like, the, you know, Biden says he's going to add 1,500 people from a military down there. They're just to process people faster. This is all about getting people into our country faster that we have no idea who they are. We have, uh, and by the way, they can come here without an ID. They'll get an ICE arrest warrant and then go on a commercial flight sitting right next to you an hour later mm. with no background checks, nothing. We're hearing that there's already groups uh, yeah. massing on at, at the border, waiting to come across. What did you see while you were down there? What I saw, we did an aerial tour, and you just saw people coming across, walk, just walking across. Wow. Just, every time I've been down to the border, you just have people walking across, and they, they generally know where, if they want to meet with Border Patrol, where, where they want to do it. If they don't want to meet with Border Patrol, they come at night. So, so we know so far, I think last year was 98, maybe something like 99 terrorists we've been, that have been caught. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, so you think the terrorists are out there trying to get caught? Probably not. Mm-mm. So we know that, you know, the high percentage of people we're not catching, uh, they're coming at night uh, and uh, they're, you know, the cartels are smart. They surge a bunch of people in one area. So think about what the Biden administration is saying. They're saying they don't care that 70,000 people died of fentanyl last year. They don't care that criminals who are coming here and crimes up. They don't care that Chinese spies are coming across our border. They don't care that terrorists are getting through our, our open border. And you, you can you fly over. You can see fences that that were half finished, but they decide even though we spent the money not to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I met with public safety from the state of Texas, and they're just as frustrated as the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. Just no, no security. They catch all these people. Um, you know, they're, they're causing crime in there all across Texas, and the Biden administration does not care. Well, we know that there needs to be an answer to address this crisis. And uh, Republicans in the House, they've put forward a plan um, that on Thursday, they're actually voting on a bill that will help to secure the border. It'll do things like restart construction of the border wall. It'll uh, end catch and release. Yet... Uh, potentially going to be an uphill battle in the Senate. It's expected that Probably this bill not potentially. will pass will the House. Will that was be. about the nicest way you could say it. <laughs> Chuck Schumer will not bring it up. Uh, Let's assume it passes the House. Mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer is not going to uh, come up with a border security bill. Okay. I mean, I don't get the Democrats. They should be care. They should care about the fentanyl deaths. Mm. They should care about the crime coming into this country. They should be care about the terrorists, but they don't. So Chuck Schumer would not bring it up to this floor. We do, so we won't have a vote on it in the Senate. Uh, we can, you know, we could try and see if it'll pass by unanimous consent, and it just takes one Democrat to block it. So that's not going to happen. So I don't get it. I don't get why the Democrats don't care about our border. I yeah. mean, I think I think every one of us is happy with legal immigration because we want to continue to build the country that we believe in. But I want people to come to this country that want to live our dream. I don't need I don't need people that want to become dependent on government. I want people that want to come here and work hard, believe in capitalism, believe in the principles of our constitution. That's I think those people should have an opportunity to come here, but they ought to do it in a legal manner. I'm from an immigration state. We have a lot of people uh, from Latin America in my state. But you know what? My experience is, Floridians they want legal immigration, not illegal immigration. You know, hearing you say that that the bill has no chance in the Senate, it won't even be taken up. Um, 
kind of leads to the question of, well, then are we in a situation where we're just gritting and bearing it until we get new leadership in uh, that might consider taking action? Because, you know, let's say uh, let's say that we're wrong here and ultimately the Senate passes it already. The White House has said that Biden would veto this uh, this border bill. So where does that leave us? Well, first off, I think it's important that the House passes what Republicans believe in, okay? Because we need to tell the American public what we believe in. Number two, we got to talk to the American public and say, if you want this to pass, talk to your House and Senate members, whether they're Republican or Democrat, and then let the White House know you expect them to do their job. You expect a secure border. You expect them to follow the law. Um, you expect them to follow our asylum laws in this country. Uh, you, you expect them to treat our, our Border Patrol with respect because the Border Patrol agents want to do their job. So if we do, you know, uh, hope springs internal. Uh, we'll see if Biden, uh, you know, maybe if it's even an effort to get reelected, uh, he'll start doing the right thing. But right now, it's going to it's going to be millions of people are going to continue to come across our border uh, illegally every year while Biden's president. Given the current situation at the border, should Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas be impeached? I think he, well, first off, he should resign. I mean, I've called for his resignation. He he has not done his job. It's been clear. His his job is to have a secure border. The border is completely unsecure, and he comes he comes and testifies that it's secure. That's a complete lie. So I think he would do he would do the right thing um, by resigning. Uh, he has been a complete failure. Uh, and you know whether it's it's his decision to do that or Biden's, he's done it. And so. He has to take responsibility for 70,000 people dying of fentanyl. He's got to take responsibility for the crime against American citizens by the people who have come come here illegally across the border and the risk of a terrorist attack and the risk of what Chinese spies are going to do. He has to personally take that responsibility. Now, if he doesn't, if he doesn't want to be responsible for that, he should resign. Mm. The topics that we've talked about, the spending, out-of-control spending, our debt limit, what's going on at the border are arguably two of of the most critical and important issues that we face in this day and age. Um, Any final thoughts or words before we let you go, Senator? I think it's really important for the public to show up. I think the public wants a secure border. I think the public wants inflation down. I think public wants a government that can live within their means so it doesn't mess up the value of their their retirement plan. I think the public expects their, their Congress to do their job. And I think that's my expectation. So I hope everybody out there will call their House and Senate member, Republican or Democrat, and say, I expect you to responsibly raise the debt ceiling and start balancing the budget. And I respect you to do everything you can to get our borders secure. Excellent. Senator Rick Scott of Florida, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you joining us today. Great to be with you. And with that, we are going to leave it there for today. If you have never had the chance to join our evening show around 5 p.m., we invite you to do so. You can find it right here in the same podcast feed. Every day around 5 p.m., we bring you the top news of the day so you stay informed on all the issues you care about. Also, please take a moment to leave the Daily Signal podcast a five-star rating and review wherever you like to listen. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll see you right back here at 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.